a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Wonder how to attract that perfect partner and make them fall in love with you and crave you. I mean, you hear this a lot, you know, You want your date to see you over and over again. You might see this in the movies or even with some friends who do it so easily. So what is it that they do that maybe you don't do that creates that attraction factor instantly? Now, I will say that overall, people's desire for one another has a direct correlation to how comfortable each appears in their own skin and how solid they are in knowing themselves. And it could take something as simple as putting on a pair of heels to gain that sexy swagger or smiling at a woman in a coffee shop to initiate conversation or being at ease and enjoying a date. When you feel confident, you attract love in your life. I know this sounds so simple, yet it can feel really hard. Many people come to me saying, you know, Kimmy, I don't know what it is. I just, I never feel the chemistry on dates. It's hard for me to really feel something or I never get past the first date or I wish I could be that person that just walks in somewhere and commands the room. I'm never that girl or I'm never that guy. Well, I am here to say that it's all possible and it's exactly what I teach. And mostly what we are talking about here is learning to be more charismatic and confident, which based on research says is something that is learned. That's what really excites me about this because that means I can teach it at any age. Now I've seen it. I've seen an 85 year old woman learn it when she picked up a guy at a bar during her coaching session. I've seen it where a divorced man, and this is most recent, in his 60s, who always was like considered the nice guy and fell into the friend zone, got injected with a little edge in his style and sex appeal with his body language and ended up talking to a bunch of beautiful women who found him attractive, which never happened to him before. Now, one beautiful example I just wanted to highlight of this was when I was working with a woman who never could get past the, the second date. Like, actually, no, not even the first date. Now, when I think about it, but whatever it was, like, she wouldn't progress. It'd be one or two dates and just things would just die. And part of her reasoning was that she wasn't really attracted to anyone and that dates always bored her. But the truth was, is she was my quintessential list lady. And if you don't know, what that is, go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com and take the dating archetype quiz because she really fit the bill on this. And she would go on dates like they were interviews and she would just fire off questions to a man to see if they were even worthy or had the qualifications of even flirting. Like she wouldn't, she would just sit there and fire questions and say, okay, I'm going to see if I'm attracted to him. And in the end, even if she thought she liked the guy and he kind of fit the bill, the guy would never ask her out again. So it was twofold. One would be like, she wouldn't want to progress. And the second is when she wanted to, they didn't like her. So also 
she didn't like to put herself out there in a sexy, fun way. And she would play it safe with her wardrobe and her conversation. And in her mind, the guy had to really earn that. And because, you know, like this was a deeper thing, deep inside, she was scared of getting hurt and being rejected. And she had a history of toxic and negative relationships. And so really what was on her list were qualifications that she was screening to try and not have that happen again. And I see this often where, you know, if you consider what's on your list, for instance, if you look at your list, a lot of times what's on your list is something that's opposite than maybe your exes because maybe the ex didn't work out so well. So you're like, okay, this time around, I'm not going to have that. And the the issue with that, especially with her, is that she was overgeneralizing and overcorrecting. And so if there was one thing that triggered her from the past boyfriends, she was writing them off. Now, we worked hard in the coaching together. I'm not going to lie. Like, at first, it was a little tough. Um, I really had to get her to kind of go back to basics and learn how to date differently by being more open and... I told her, none of these guys are going to be your boyfriends, right? I just want you working on marketing yourself differently, being more comfortable, showing your sexy side, your playful side, which she never did, by the way, because that was super hard for her. And I said, you don't want to get attached to the outcome. This is just to learn how to talk to the boys, be more open and not outcome oriented or be in her head about it. And she did this by going on a ton of dates, even if she wasn't feeling it entirely in the beginning, or she would see these red flags. I told her, it doesn't matter. Just flirt and have fun with anyone and really stay present with it. I also had her practice going on errands in bright colored dresses and embrace being seen. Now, she did not like this because she always wore black. (laughs) Amazingly, she started getting asked out a lot. Like she would be out and about and men started noticing her and even online, like she was definitely getting asked out. And after she would go out on dates, people would ask her back and she was open to being asked back. And throughout the process, she couldn't believe the difference. And in the end, she landed a great, great guy who initially, by the way, she didn't think much of. She wasn't that attracted to him, but she decided, you know, she's going to be open. She, She was more fun, present, and she ended up really connecting with him. And things slowly blossomed into a beautiful emotional connection with, guess what? physical chemistry in the end. I see this over and over again. You can learn how to let go, be more charismatic and get people to crave you. You just need to practice some fundamental skills. Now, this is different for everyone, depending on where you're getting tripped up. And this is very important. It's important because when you feel sexy and comfortable with yourself, you will be more appealing to others. You won't feel the fear of rejection or getting hurt because you'll be more present with each interaction without expectations. Now, I know what you're thinking. Kimmy, you make it sound so easy. You're always throwing, oh, just have fun. (laughs) You'll be fine. And maybe you're thinking that you are the type that isn't really fearful, but rather never learned how to be more charismatic or learned how to be socially confident and sexy. But the reality is, is that you can learn this. And if you don't, 
you will stay stuck in the friend zone. I guarantee you will never feel the chemistry on dates or you will remain in your protective shell living in fear. I see this a lot when people are fearful of pulling the trigger and coaching or not doing the homework or, you know, kind of getting in their own way. And again, we always go back to what we know and what we're comfortable with. Well, what, if what you know and what you're comfortable with isn't helping you progress, then you will stay the same, but you can learn how to let go and be more charismatic to get people to crave you. You just need to practice some fundamental skills. So I want to go over some tips and there is a secret formula for attraction that when implemented, you'll start attracting potential dates like a magnet and your date will ask you out again and again. All right. You ready for your notes? (laughs) Okay. And obviously, again, there might be some things that I say that you're really good at and, and maybe there's some areas that you need to fine tune, but whatever that is, if one thing that I say feels really hard or something that you've never tried, that's the one that you should be working on and practicing. All right. Number one, this is really important. Enrich your life and be active. Being active and being almost less available is super attractive. You know, it's it's just human behavior. First off, you'll be more appealing and interesting. And second, if you have other stuff going on, you won't be in that desperate, anxious, and hyper-focused energy. It's way sexier when you're, you're not only like totally available to that person or that date. And you have other things going on in your life. And I know you've experienced this on the other side. Have you ever gone out with somebody who is almost too available and they're too into you? It's, it's a turnoff, right? But a lot of times I see this when people don't have other things going on, or they just date one person and they're hyper-focused on the one person, and then it becomes too much. So it'll be more balanced when you have other things going on and that you're not so available. That's really important. All right. Number two, get a backbone. And what I mean by that is set some boundaries for yourself. Make your date earn you. Be clear in your convictions, which conveys confidence. And you're going to get to see if your date really listens and responds to you. And by the way, you can be sexy about it. A lot of times people say, well, I don't, I don't want to be a bitch or I don't want to be an asshole. And, you know, just say like, oh, I don't want to do that or this. It's not really that, you know, if a date wants to take you to sushi and you don't really like sushi, instead of saying, no, I don't want to go to sushi, like that's hardball boundaries. That's not very sexy or appealing. You just sound controlling and demanding, but saying, actually, what I really prefer is Mexican. And if we end up with a margarita, you'll have me at hello, you know, having just that playfulness and lightness when you do ask for what you want and need will be well received. There's also different phases in dating. A lot of people don't think about this. And that means taking your time, pacing things out so that you don't give too much away of yourself too soon, too fast. People respect others who are able to set boundaries and set the pace of things and the tone for what is expected from them. And it sounds so simple, but let go of that urgency of finding that perfect partner right away and just like going at it. 
avoid being too available. It's like I was saying before, and eager and easy instead. Ignite the pursuit and create intrigue and mystery so that your date wants to know more and more of you. That's why I tell people all the time, don't go on these like marathon dates in the beginning. That's another mistake I see. People will go on uh, like a five to six hour tour of each other on a first date. And then there's nowhere to go at the end. Do like an hour date, you're meeting for a drink, just it's, it's a meet and greet, get to know. You drop enough little flirt bombs to have the date really be intrigued by you so that they want more. That's that's also the pacing and setting boundaries for yourself. Plan something else after your date so that you're not like tempted to stay there if that's really hard for you. So that's another trick. All right. The third thing is understanding the simple attraction skills using my magical formula of the three Fs. I have mentioned this before, but I want to go through it again in a different way because Within number three, there's kind of the three Fs. Getting people to like you is a skill. You can get better through practice. So it's really knowing the attractive body language, how to flow in a conversation, nailing that trust factor. Those are all key factors to people liking you. The likability factor in getting people to find you attractive and wanting you more is so important. And at the end of the day, and hear me out, this is super important. It's not about what you know. It's about how a person feels when they're with you. And if you zone in on the three Fs, it's a great way of just being more aware and getting started, especially when you're out there for the first time in a social event or on a date. The first F is fashion. You know, I, I'm gonna, I talk about this all the time, but I'm gonna just hone in on this because even though a lot of times people say, oh, I have some good clothes, you know, I'm fine. I can get by. I don't want you to just get by. Really dress the part, buy intentional dating costumes so that when you do have a social event, you do have a date, that you have things to pull that's different than the other parts of your wardrobe. Market yourself in the best, most attractive version of you. So if you're anything like my clients and, you know, you might have an event and you say, oh my gosh, what the heck am I going to wear? And figuring out how to dress for your date may not be easy for you because maybe it's not something you focused on, but if you dress in a way that makes you look and feel confident, at least you know that you're on the right track. Here's some like quick tips. If you're a woman, your primary focus should be to dress in a feminine way that honors your beautiful figure when choosing your outfit. Keep that in mind and men will love it. Like they love dresses, skirts, jewelry, heels. They love anything that's just like feminine and They do like the nails. They do like makeup, but don't overdo it. Anything that, you know, kind of makes you also feel in your feminine, that will really transcend in your body language to it. The way you move in the clothes will help you too. So your goal at the first encounter is to appear mysterious, feminine, and approachable. Make sure you're not showing too much skin, dressing provocatively. Remember, the sexiness is part intrigue, curiosity, so less is better. Not less clothes, by the way, if that's what you're thinking. (laughs) You know, just make it so that there's a little peekaboo or something that the guys say, ooh, I like that. I want to see what else she has. 
Yes. Now for the men, you're, oh, you men. Okay. I love you dearly if you're listening to this. And I love doing manovers because you are all about the two E's, what's efficient and effective. And when I do manovers, usually it's so easy because I will tell a man, you look good in this. And they say, oh, well, if you like it, I'm sure other people will too. I'll take five. <laughs> you know. But a lot of times men don't pay attention to the way that they're dressed. So your goal is to present in a way that's polished, successful, and stuff that fits you. I think this is the biggest culprit that I see with men and their mistakes is they wear things too big. So when's the last time you went shopping? Are your jeans ginormous on you? This is a lot of, oh my God, I can't tell you how many like men that, you know, have, they have a decent style and just by changing their jeans, it changes their entire look. So update your look. Um, don't wear, you know, the graphic t-shirts that you wore in college or the acid wash jeans. Although I think that's coming back. You know what I mean? Basic, essential, sexy pieces that makes a huge difference because we women do pay attention. We do pay attention to that and we find it super attractive. All right. So that's the first F is fashion. The second is fun. Fun, fun, fun. Keep it light. Keep it exciting. First dates should be playful, fun, and interesting where you leave your date wanting more. Avoid heavy conversations, talks about politics or religion or bland Q&A sessions that don't create any kind of connection. The key is to be in the moment, be authentic, and come across almost like you are a kid. Be in a curious state. I love curiosity because it's so... Uh, authentic. And the more curious you get with your date, the more connected they will feel. Avoid prefabricated lines, which come across as stiff and insincere. Your banter should be light. It should be fun, personalized, and, and really like sharing stories. I think that, especially now, and as we're all experienced post-pandemic or, you know, just like with the seriousness of the world, everyone has gotten really serious. So even if, you know, you were fun before, that sense of fun might've been lost. So I highly recommend all of you to get into some activity that brings out the child in you, the playfulness, because that is so attractive. And when you're just more playful and fun, your date is going to want to see you again. It's not even what you say on the date that's important. It's again, just that, that feeling that you're date is having with you. Sometimes the most nonsensical conversations are the best because it's like, oh, that was a fun and playful conversation. You know, you've experienced that before. So your date's going to like that too. The final F of course is flirt. Turn it on. The essence of flirting is expressing your interest in someone without committing yourself too seriously. In a nutshell, that means flirting is supposed to be, again, that playfulness. Don't focus on getting it right. Just enjoy being in the moment. The notion is that you want to have everyone just gravitating towards you. You're creating a magnetic energy everywhere you're going. And you're using your words, you're using your eyes, your touch, your smile. You know, there's all these things that go into flirting. This is why I do flirt workshops so much because we all make it really harder than it's supposed to be. 
So you have to kind of feel into what flirting style feels best for you. And if you don't know your flirting style, then definitely contact me. It's one of the things that I love helping people with. Like if you have a killer sense of humor, you may want to just flirt using your words. If you have stunning eyes as a woman, you may want to play it up with, you know, the three second rule that I teach a lot or with your makeup and be more deliberate with your eye contact. And really, like with that, pay attention to the signals you send. 93% of communication is nonverbal. So what you say isn't even as important as how you present yourself. So for instance, ladies, guys are constantly looking for women to give them the come hither, come talk to me signal vibe because they're terrified. And keeping that in mind, your overall goal is to use your feminine body language to show him that you will say yes if he comes and says hello. You know, both sexes have responsibility and approachability. And what I'm finding out there, because I'm starting to do like in-person coaching again, is that we're all at a stalemate because women have the RBFs on, the resting bitch faces on, and they're cackling in the corner with their girlfriends and men are scared to approach. And women are getting mad at the men because men aren't alpha enough to approach them. Like, so everyone's blaming everyone yet. Nobody's meeting anyone. And so what that means is that if you with intention, just make yourself aware of your surroundings and send those signals to people around you, that's half the battle right? Just, just seeing who's in the room and saying hello to people. It's so simple yet so effective. All right. Uh, Again, that could be a whole other podcast, of course. And finally, so we got the three F's, right? Finally, I just want to extract a little bit more about the communication conversation piece and really expressing who you are. Many people complain that the conversations get boring or one-sided when meeting for the first time. And there are things you can do to change that by simply looking at what you are offering and how you're communicating. Avoid asking a million questions of the man. This is something that I would talk to my client about last night. In fact, she says, I know because I get a little nervous. I just start firing questions and I don't pause or I insert myself or contribute. And so then I walk away feeling bored. But a lot of that was like something that she built up as a protective mechanism. So really like ask yourself, what can I contribute to this conversation? Don't wait for the other person to ask you, just insert yourself. So there's more flow in the conversation and the balance will have this like give and take feeling that will allow your date to really see and feel you. And it'll create a connection that facilitates more exciting conversation between the two of you. Letting your date know who you are and showing your emotions and vulnerabilities will help you connect with him faster. And the more you connect on an emotional level, the more someone will want to know you. Now, what my client asked about last night, and I want to share with you, is that she's always been told and she's been scared to be kind of like too much when meeting somebody. She didn't want to like reveal too much of herself or be vulnerable. And what I said to her, what I want to say to you is that being vulnerable isn't TMI. It's not like saying, hi, let me tell you about my mother or my horrible day. It's not war stories. It's not complaining about something that's awful that happened to you today. 
being in your vulnerable is expressing your passions, things that excite you, how you feel about something. Rather than just saying, thank you very much for this wine, saying, oh, I love Pinot Noir, and tell a little story of the last time you had Pinot Noir and what happened to you. Like The more you expand into yourself and why you're telling something and contributing to it, the more people are going to really feel you and they're going to crave you and want more. All right. I want to read a recent email that I got from somebody. It pertains to exactly what we're talking about. It's from Martha. And she says, I'm not feeling my best and not feeling any attraction to guys. I should add that I'm 60 years old. I have met a couple of guys, but after a more lengthy conversation with them, I rarely get to the second date. I just feel as if I'm going through the motions and getting nowhere fast. Okay, Martha, I can see why you are feeling defeated and just almost like numbing out with your dates. It, It just sounds like work. And when dates feel like work and nothing really is progressing, it causes you to either shut down or like you said, feels like you're just going through the motions. And when you're doing that, you're not really present. And when you're not present, you're not gonna connect. So this is gonna continue. And honestly, If you continue going down this path, it will surely lead you to the same place you keep ending up. Nowhere. Hear me out. If you continue down this path, you will go nowhere fast is exactly how it's going to end up. And one thing you said that kind of jumps out is that you're not feeling your best. So that is the first thing to really focus on. It's not the man. This is about you. Because really at the end of the day, when you are not feeling sexy and you're feeling old because you said, oh, and by the way, I'm 60, like, what does that have anything to do with it (laughs) or attractive? No man will. Because at the end of the day, people love people who love themselves. So it's time to work on building your sexy confidence first. And I want to give you a couple tips and you listening, you might relate to this. The first thing is I would definitely do a closet refresh and an audit and find some dating costumes that's going to renew your energy, make you feel and look great, and just start going out wearing those outfits on a weekly basis when doing errands. And notice who's noticing you. Embrace being seen. Notice how you're feeling. Like, check it out. Even, like, get a journal and journal about it. When you go out in those like updated clothes that make you feel great, is there a difference in your interactions? Do you feel better about yourself? Second, instead of focusing on dates because you're so burnt out, I would I wouldn't even date anymore per se. Just focus on being social and practice flirting with men on many different occasions. So take yourself to a restaurant bar and converse with men by, you know, when eating an appetizer, even if you don't drink, it doesn't matter. Just get to a place that's more social, go to some social events and outings with girlfriends. And if you don't have a social life, get one. That's, that's really first and foremost. So instead of just like going on the apps, swiping right and left and trying to get a date, enrich your social life. It's like what I said in the beginning, when you have more stuff going on, you're more attractive too. Finally, do things that elicit fun and laughter. Like go see a funny movie, take an improv class, get more playful, goofy, hang out with kids on a playground, go swing on swings. I 
I mean, honestly, you sound a little serious just based on your little blurb in that email. And a dose of fun will allow you to let go and enjoy meeting people in a whole different way because you deserve to have fun. You deserve to have connection in your life. And for you listening, that is you too, without that seriousness of expectations. And remember, when you feel light and fun, you will attract that in your life. You can learn how to let go, be more charismatic, and get people to crave you. You just need to practice some of these fundamental skills. So I hope that inspired you and motivated you as we, uh, gosh, we're midsummer now, and you still have a couple months left of this to just get out there. So don't delay. And thanks for joining me as you always do. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are having a hard time getting your dates to crave you or even getting dates, hop on a call with me to help you map out a plan to do so. And I will get you feeling more dating confident. Just click the link you see in the show notes to schedule that. And who knows, that one call, and as it has happened to many, many of my clients, that one call could change the entire course of your life. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. (laughs) 